pirating your life back, our whole movement for ourselves and for our products, and hopefully for the people that follow us, is to do your own research and like understand what you're putting in your body and what you're supporting and what economy you're doing. The 20 minutes in the morning or at night in between the computer and bed or in between getting up and getting on the computer, um, like sp taking that time makes me so much more productive in the day or with my sleep. If you could teach a young person to have self-confidence and to uh, be confident in their actions and their choices, that's the greatest gift. And so when I sit there like stressed out about it and like I have this one idea, like, and I can't make that happen because of the budget or the time or whatever, then it doesn't go anywhere. But then when I step back from it for a minute and I like go like do a workout, take a shower, meditate, one of those things, work on something else, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it'll start to come to me. I could take a blood test today, a blood test tomorrow, a blood test next week, and get different results based on whether I'm faster or not fasted, sleep or not sleep, stressed or not stressed, and make a different assumption on what this person should do based on that. What's up, guys? Welcome to the OPP. The Optimal Performance Podcast is brought to you by Natural Stacks. And as you just heard, that was Lacey Mackey. Lacey is our guest this week on the show. Lacey is one of the three co-founders of Caveman Coffee. And she and her partners in Caveman Coffee are Tate Fletcher, who was on previous podcasts, episode 100 and 101. If you haven't heard those, go back and listen to them. Uh, person number three in that amazing trio is Keith Jardine. Uh, all three of those people are amazing people. Uh, they were on the podcast a year ago at Paleo FX as a group. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. Um, but we sat down with Lacey on our recent trip to Los Angeles. Um, and the idea with that trip, as you'll see in, in the beginning of this podcast, was to try to sit down with a few of the people that we crossed paths with on that trip and record a, a hot seat episode, uh, just like we do when we always travel. Uh, but for this particular trip, the hot seat episodes seemed to go longer than uh, the allotted five or 10 minutes. Uh, our guests um, just had more to share than we could condense or confine to that five or 10 minute period. So um, Lacey's episode is one of them. We've got a couple others that will come up in the next few weeks. Uh, so you're going to hear a couple of, of episodes where there are some hot seat questions in the beginning, but then the conversation evolves into a much deeper um, discussion about some things that you can implement into your life to experience uh, optimal performance, improved health, uh, greater mindset, whatever it might be for that particular episode. Um, so if you're watching this on video, I'm supporting Caveman Coffee, got the shirt on, got some props here with me. Um, we're gonna do a cool giveaway with Caveman Coffee for this episode of the podcast. So here's what you have to do. Entry is really, really easy for this giveaway. All you've gotta do is share this episode of the OPP. We will have a link on every social media platform, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, wherever you wanna to go to share it. The link will be trackable by us, so we'll know who shared it. And obviously, if you're sharing it and we get a notification, then we know you share it as well. Um, but all you have to do to enter is share. We will choose three lucky winners. And our winners are going to get this Fuel Your Morning uh, for Optimal Performance stack. And the stack includes 
one bottle of Siltep, one bag of Caveman Coffee, one bottle of Caveman's MCT oil. So everything you need to get your morning firing and just off to an amazing start. Siltep and coffee from Caveman with MCT oil. And again, entering is as easy as sharing this episode of the podcast. Whatever platform you wanna share it on, um, all you gotta do is share it, that's it, it's that simple. Uh, so again, three people will win and we'll announce the winner at the end of the week. So you've got a week from the time that this podcast comes out uh, to get this one shared. Uh, so, like I said, this episode with Lacey features some uh, hot seat questions. Uh, I think this is the first episode that we're putting out where I'm asking the what animal would you be question. And I want to preface that a little bit. That was actually an interview question that I used to ask people uh, when I was conducting interviews for House of Strength. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I've asked a lot of people who I trained, a lot of people I knew. Uh, before I started that interview process and then going through the interview process um, and, and to this day I've, I've probably asked that question to about 40 or 50 people and it's very interesting what people come back with as an answer so um, it's I think it is very indicative of, of who they are as a person um, as much as any random weird interview question can be so have some fun with this uh, enjoy you know people's answers and, and sort of what it tells you about them um, not just with Lacey, but with some of the other hot seats uh, upcoming uh, from our LA trip. I'm gonna stop talking. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the OPP. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Go to the blog on naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the video version for this podcast. Uh, you'll be able to get the shareable link so you can enter to win this amazing uh, optimal performance fueling your day kit. And that's it. Enjoy this interview with Lacey. She's a badass. Uh, I know she's got a lot of stuff that she's going to share that'll help you. So thanks a lot. Enjoy it. Ryan Muncie is probably the smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncie is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncie's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncie is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncie is... If you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? I would be a tiger just because I always like their uh, design, but I love the, the predatory um, and slinkiness that they get into. I okay. always wanted to do that. I also okay. wanted to be a pterodactyl when I was a kid growing up because I thought those were the coolest dinosaurs <laughs> and right. I made my friends play pterodactyl. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, next question. What is a trend in our industry uh, or your industry, if it's coffee specific, um, that has your attention and it could be uh, for a positive or a negative reason? Um, I mean, I think the trend right now is um, natural things being delivered in a fast way. So almost like the fast food approach, but with natural things. So things are getting smaller, quick shots of things, quick like um, immunity boosting things, quick like health things, because um, we always want to have that quick pill. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think like the more accessible we can make it for people that um, are living, you know, demanding lifestyles and the better for everyone's health. But I do think we've toe a line with that because we get into like sustainability issues and we get into like if you start putting speed and things above um, actual nutrition mm -hmm. and actual 
practices, then you end up with a culture of people that live on fast food. And it's interesting to see that start to get applied to the natural foods world. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, I guess if you always kind of hold on to that belief or practice that supplements or superfoods, as we talked about earlier, or, or anything that is designed to enhance or, or kind of fill in the gaps as opposed to like be the main sustenance. Yeah. And, and we all fall, I fall into that too. Like when I get really busy, I'm just like living on protein shakes and like pop in a bunch of supplements. And at a certain point it's like, I sit down and have a hot meal. I mean, I'll go when I go on the road, like there'll be like weeks. And then when I finally sit down at a restaurant and I'm like, oh, it's so amazing to eat this steak. And then I, you know, I'm like, why have I felt so like bad? I've been doing all these things, but it's like, but I haven't had any real food or I haven't like taken the time to do the thing that is actually really the healthy part, not just the supplementation. Right, right. All right, next question is, um, what is maybe the most underrated uh, habit that you have uh, that contributes to your success? Um, I would say, and this has like been in an exploration for myself, is the like recovery slowing down part. The 20 minutes in the morning or at night in between the computer and bed or in between getting up and getting on the computer, um, like sp taking that time makes me so much more productive in the day or with my sleep, like either of those moments, um, which seem sometimes somewhat counterproductive, like not going straight till the end or getting right into it. Um, I'm just able to like control my mind better and flow through everything a lot better. I can say from experience that, um, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think I fell into the trap of like, okay, got to wake up, check email, let's get to it. Like let's hit the ground yeah. running and you, know, you, you can only do that for a certain number of days or weeks before and you, you just create like a panic in yourself yeah. and then you're not focused on the things and like if i get into that right away it's a problem because all of a sudden it's like noon i've like panicked about all these like little <laughs> fires to put out and i haven't like really thought of the bigger picture and like gotten my stuff together yep yep so, you're getting run by your day not you running the day yep well said exactly um if you could put any quote message or saying on a t-shirt what would it be <laughs> Um, I think make it happen is always my my thing. I actually have coffee mugs that say that. Um, and I think I did make a t-shirt that said that <laughs> one time. Um, but just the idea of like saying yes to everything and just do it. Okay. All right. It's beautiful. Um, so if you had a, a child and you could only impart one lesson or piece of wisdom to them, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say it's be confident. Um, if you could teach a young person to have self-confidence and to um, be confident in their actions and their choices, that's the greatest gift All right. for anything. All right. So the last hot seat question that we have for you is kind of like a, a self-audit. Okay. Right? Uh, have you ever heard of the start-stop continue? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to ask you for one habit that you want to add. Yep. Uh, something that you're aware of that for whatever reason, maybe you just haven't added into your daily routine. Okay. Something you want to start, something that you're doing now that you need to stop doing. Okay. And then something that you're doing now that's contributing to success that you want to continue to do. Okay. Um, so start doing, um, I need to mobilize and stretch a lot more. Jeez. 
I haven't done, I like have been really bad about that. And for like, I'd say probably a year and I've been getting injured a lot faster and a lot mm -hmm. more often, noticing my body not um, moving fully. Um, so that is something that I like to start. Um, something that I would like to stop is, I don't know if I want to stop anything. I mean, I have been trying to get out of a like negative talk mindset against mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that when you start exploring is really terrifying when you start to notice like how often you cut yourself down or tell yourself you can't do it or like whatever. And of course I've experienced that in fitness, but I noticed that I do that in like other things too. And so I've been really paying attention to changing that dialogue in my head. And uh, that's Any, hard. It is. Any practical uh, like like tips for our listeners to be able to have success implementing that? I mean, you have to um, listen to the voices in your head, which sounds like a really crazy <laughs> way to say that. Um, but you really have to listen to what your dialogue is. Right. And unless you're like sitting with yourself and like really looking at it as if you were an outsider, then you're probably not noticing just these like little teeny things that like messages throughout the day that you give yourself or thoughts that you have. And the minute you have that thought, you have to figure out how to replace that thought. And so this is always talked about in like meditation practices, um, currently reading like The Universe Has Your Back, the Gabby Bernstein book. Um, and she talks about like um, identifying those little instances where you don't feel at one with yourself or with the universe or like, um, and you're like going through the negative self-talk, whether it's like you're socially anxious and you're going out to like meet people and the whole time you're like, oh, they think I'm weird or they like whatever that is, dialogue in your head or this person doesn't like me or whatever that I'm not successful enough, I'm not like smart enough to like hang out with these people, like whatever that is, um, you know, identifying that and being like, wait, 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 I don't need to have any of that conversation. That's a waste of my time. Let's come back to center. How do I feel confident? How do I feel good? Um, where do I feel like I'm in my own like flow state or my own comfort zone? And I, then apply that to every moment in my life. And, um, and that's like really powerful. If you can find that centeredness and then notice where you're uncomfortable, whether it's at the gym or in a social setting or like going to a new thing or like starting a new business or whatever that is. And just like having that like centeredness, you can take that into everything. And it's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Just like little little efforts like that really make a huge difference. Okay, so we got to start and stop. We need to continue. Continue. Um, I need to continue to, um, to create things. And when I'm being creative and when I'm um, coming up with new ideas is when I'm happiest. And when I'm in the process of them, like sometimes I'm stressed out in that process and like, but um, I love the process of things and um, continuing to like remind myself that like it's fun and, and create those things is so what from, I have to do. From my personal experience, when, when we want to create, we sort of have to be in this, like to, to have new ideas and to be able to make uh, like literally create new create things space, yeah you have to have space you have to have kind of distance yeah and, and you have so many projects going on you're so busy you know how do you how do you stop you know reacting to or, or dealing with the day-to-day -day 
yeah. stuff to give yourself enough that's, space. That's the challenge. And I think you nailed it by saying reactive. Like if I'm being reactive instead of proactive in something, then I'm, again, just letting something run me and I will run ragged. Mm -hmm. And um, Tate has called me maniacal uh, before in like, like I will approach things from a like maniacal to my own detriment, get this shit done, make it happen. Right. Philosophy, which is good and also can be um, very um, cornering and then doesn't allow you to have that space. So you have to figure out what are those things that that create that space. And part of it is coming back to that like centeredness, like where am I right now? Check in with me, not react to like the email, not react to someone's phone call, some angry customer, like something demanding my time um, and just take that moment and things just start to come like if you're if you're in that space and sometimes there'll be a project like I was talking a little bit about the podcasting booth before we started this that I'm trying to work on and I want it to be like really innovative and I want it to be something that we could do everywhere and I have all these ideas but also don't have like $50,000 to spend on it which would be awesome but um there's a bunch of limitations with that. And so when I sit there like stressed out about it and like I have this one idea, like, and I can't make that happen because of the budget or the time or whatever, then it doesn't go anywhere. But then when I step back from it for a minute and I like go like do a workout, take a shower, meditate, one of those things, work on something else, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it'll start to come to me. And then it's like, oh, I could do it like this or this could happen or whatever. Or you start to talk to other people and get their input and which is also something you have to be careful with because sometimes then people will like, bring their weird negative shit to you and you're like, ah, like that didn't help me at all. But, um, you know, you have to explore those different ways and it just have to let it happen to you can't right. force that. It reminds me of, um, there's a really great visual that, uh, Stephen Kotler and Jamie wheel had when they wrote rise of Superman. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about, uh, you know, how we get into the flow state, flow state, but everything always starts with, you know, this acquisition of, of information. And then you get, your brain goes into the struggle phase and right. then you have to take a break and only then can you kind of assimilate and, and get into the, that flow state. Yeah, and give yourself the space to like let it happen. And it's also a trust thing. Like you have to just trust that, you, and that and a self-confidence thing. You have to trust that it's going to come to you and that you're going to like figure it out in your way. And that's going to be the right way. And whatever yeah. it is, you're going to learn from that thing and, and not stress out about it too much. Because the more you like try to force something, the harder it is to get it to work. So there's this very fine line that we all have to walk of like, being a hard charger, like type A, go getter, make shit happen, but also giving it space and kind of allowing it to, yeah. to grow on its own. Yeah. And, and some people can't do both those things. And I think that's like, if you work in the production world at all, you kind of learn about that because I, I always think of it this way. Like if I wake up on a production day and I'm not really sure how it's going to go and I'm not sure how we're going to build this thing or we're going to get all this stuff done or like whatever it is, I know that I'm going to, no matter what happens, like the day is going to end and it's going to be over because all the people are going to go home and like every and so it's like it's going to work out somehow right. and even if it comes down to that like last no pressure no diamond situation like you're going to have those moments and you have to rely on your skill set yeah uh, all the more reason to build up a wider array of yeah, skills yeah. prepare right? yourself so you know in the in the intro we just said you know lacy with caveman coffee which is actually a disservice to you and all that you have going on as, as you're talking you guys can kind of hear if, and if you're not aware you know lacy's involved with uh black ops productions and uh deuce backlot you guys have some some projects that you know maybe all the details we can't talk about but you have a lot of experience helping a lot of people um you know live optimally as we would say um 
I want to talk to you about the conversation that, that we've had before about, you know, where somebody's maybe run themselves into the ground or, mm -hmm. you know, is in a situation where, you know, either they have adrenal fatigue or neurotransmitters are all at like zero because they've been going so hard for so yeah. long. Or, um, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, some, some ways to kind of overcome that. And I want to, I want to have you highlight some of that sure. for our listeners. I've, I've had the great fortune to work with some really top performers um, in the athletic world um, from like a background in junior Olympic volleyball and like going on to help with junior Olympic programs after that um, to, you know, CrossFit athletes and things like that nature. Um, but also like people doing stunts, people in the film world, people who um, are top, top, top executives that are like literally working on a hundred projects at one time, whether they have a team helping with it, but they've got like that creative space and they're going for it and they're pushing their body and they're doing all those things. And it's like, um, at a certain point, if you're not focused on recovery, you're going to get to a burnout phase. And that's like where nobody wants to get to. And there's a reason why athletes generally have a, um, season and an off season. And a lot of people in the executive world or in the film world or something like that don't have an off season. It's mm -hmm. not like you're working to your peak. You hope to peak at the right time and then you chill for three months and recover right. um, and allow your body to get back there. Um, and so a lot of people that I work with, their biggest issue isn't like, what's the best training program for me? How am I going to like eat to be lean? Those are all issues, but their biggest thing is that they're not recovering. So it's like, taking a step back and, and controlling the situation from a recovery standpoint and addressing those adrenal issues and some of that stuff is super, super important and maybe more so than everything else. And I mean, I've seen people that have been trying to like lose weight, right? They, they have a, a goal weight that they need to get to for a role. They need to look a certain way on camera or whatever. And they're doing all the things. They're eating the diet, they're working out. Um, they're working out so much. They're, they're super restrictive. Like they've got it all dialed in but then they're sleeping sporadically or they're having like four hours a night or whatever and they just can't figure it out. And then finally, when we like dial in the sleep, it's like, oh, or like take f two rest days a week or whatever that is. Um, maybe approach the programming from a smarter standpoint where it's like the sprint workout's gonna happen, then we're gonna have an endurance workout that's gonna feel a little more recovery focused at a medium intensity. And then we're gonna have like a yoga day or whatever that is. Um, and, and that becomes the most important part of like the knowledge that I can like give to somebody who could get online and like take a class or like do P90X or like right. whatever it is to get in a certain shape or like read a certain diet book. Um, but it's just not like dialed in that well. And then, you know, when we talk about like supplements and things like that, like how can you do that naturally? Of course, there's a bunch of like crazy ways that people have come up with to do things unnaturally that are really easy and quick. And guess what? Everyone that I have been around that has taken that route and then come out of it has had like the double uphill battle the next time they want to do it mm -hmm. and it doesn't sustain or then it messes up their hormones right. or whatever um, the issue is like, man, there's this like epidemic right now happening in Hollywood with HCG diet. And I've um, recently spoke with a ton of women who are injecting themselves with this like human pregnancy hormone to drop all this weight. And then they're doing it in cycles. It's almost like, you know, doing an old school like testosterone cycle or something. And um, six months later, they've tripled the size that they were before. or They've gained like triple the amount of weight back. And then they try to do it again. And it's like this crazy cycle. And doctors are actually prescribing this thing that is totally fine 
with some like weird fluke science of how they're doing a blood test and the hormones seem like they're okay. So it's okay to keep doing it. But it's like, if you're doing that, like think about the counteraction. Like if I take a hormone in my body, then my body's not going to either produce that hormone anymore, or it's going to produce more of something or less of something. And it's going to cause this like crazy ripple effect that we don't really think about. And, um, and then, then to that effect from a natural standpoint to approach something from that, we have to look at like our food and how we're eating and what we're eating and the way that we grow our food these days is fast and rapid and it doesn't have time to, um, you know, develop the nutrients that it once had, the soils that we use, um, the different types of method. We're killing the bacteria that we need in the soil. I sat through some fascinating talks um, on the summit ship about the bacteria that we need that we don't have anymore and the way that we're aerating soil that's like causing a lack of this. And then we don't get that in our gut. So we're losing all of our, our gut sustainability and our ability to process these nutrients or even have nutrients in our food. And so now um, we're not able to get nutrients out of our other food. Like a really good mm -hmm. example is like low magnesium. A lot of people have this issue. You guys make an excellent product that I love. Um, Thanks for the plug. So, yeah. Um, don't worry. They didn't pay me for that. It's just, I really do. Uh, I really do um, uh, benefit from magnesium and, and other people that I've worked with in the same world. So um, if you don't have enough magnesium in your diet and you're like, I'm eating all the meat and I'm doing this thing, well, I'm not getting the B vitamins out of my meat. And so now it's like one lack of one thing from something is leading to a lack of being able to absorb something from something else. And it's like, if we don't look at it holistically that way um, and try to attack these issues with supplementation like that and with our nutrition mm -hmm. and with our recovery, then, uh, then we never really get there. And so those have been like the tools that have really been successful in my world when people are in a high demand thing that they're not going to like take a vacation for two months to recover. Like right. these people don't have time to do that. And some of us would go crazy if we did that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think that there's a, an approach that you can do naturally. It's definitely a longer road, uh, but it's going to be long lasting and for life and not a quick fix that then leads to a total disaster in a year and a half from now. Right. Um, so I, on the, you know, when we talk about hormones or like, I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make is looking at hormones or neurotransmitters or, or vitamins, you know, as, uh, as existing like in a vacuum. And, and that's not the case. Everything right. is, you, you like you said, you need to look at it holistically. They all work in concert. So, you know, one does affect something else. Um, so yeah, magnesium what? affects your sleep, like, right, like, and that leads into recovery, and that's like this whole thing. So it's like, and like you said, it, the ability to metabolize B vitamins from you know meats and you know, whatever else you're eating. So uh, you mentioned something else that was really fascinating. I think I don't know that I've ever heard somebody talk about you know the fact that executives or, or film stars or, or our average listener who you know may work a nine to five and doesn't have the luxury of you know a three month off season. Right. You know, we want to be a high performer every single day you know so how do you like if, if you were to plan like if you're working with somebody who's in that situation and you're kind of looking at their you do you look at it like okay here's all of 2017 we're going to kind of break this down into phases almost like you would with an athlete Is yeah there... absolutely and also like from uh you break things into phases also to reevaluate because my body today and my deficiencies today, I could take a, I could take a blood test today, a blood test tomorrow, a blood test next week, and get different results based on whether I'm faster or not fasted, sleep or not sleep, stressed or not stressed, and make a different assumption on what this person should do based on that. And uh, and 
So you want to reevaluate all the time and reevaluate in multiple ways based on, okay, what does the science say? Because we can't always trust like how we feel because that might be emotional or that might be um, something that we can't really tap into because we don't know what it is yet. Once we learn about it and like what we're feeling and we can put a reason behind why I feel tired or why I can't sleep or whatever, then when we get, we take care of it, when it starts to come back, you know, like, oh, I like this is out and I know that I'm starting to feel this way and I need to address like what I'm taking or what I'm doing. Um, but a lot of times like we have to like intellectually understand it before we can really listen to our body and feel what that is. And we often like write things off as um, just getting older, I'm just tired, it's natural, blah, 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 like all these things. And they're really not acceptable right. feelings. Right. Um, and they've only been happening in the last 60 years when we like changed the way we ate and like the speed at which we did things and like how much technology we're exposed to every day. Um, so we have to look at things um, from snapshots and like programs and also progression, just like in training where you'll start to plateau with certain things and you probably have to switch it up. Like maybe I'm like magnesium deficient now, but I change my diet and I take enough supplements and then eventually I don't need to like only take that supplement anymore. I feel good without it. Or maybe I need to like um, evaluate another thing that I might be lacking or, you know, whatever that is. If I'm working out more, my hormones are going to change and my cortisol levels are going to be all over the place and my testosterone is going to be all over the place. So I have to reevaluate as I move into those different things. If I'm getting more sleep, I might be able to like lift more or like push things a little bit differently, do more workouts during the week. Mm -hmm. um, it all changes constantly. And our body is a living, breathing, changing thing that, uh, that we have to like reassess all the time. And so if you're looking at um, a whole program, like it's never about just training. It's also about like, what are all these other elements? And when I sit down with somebody, even in like initial cons consult, it's like, okay, what's your training like? What are your goals? How are you currently doing it? What's your past experience? What's your sleep like? What are you eating right now? What's your biggest downfall you think? Like everyone has their thing. Mm -hmm. um, and what is possible? How far are you willing to go to like feel this certain thing? And then something that Lindsay Matthews, Dr. Matthews has taught me that I thought is a great way of looking at things for goal setting is how do I want to feel? So if you like close your eyes and picture what that is, and that can be with a, a look or a training thing or whatever, what does that feel like? And then we can recheck in with the science and with the blood tests and all that other stuff um, with how you currently feel. Like that's super, super, super powerful and has to be evaluated all the time. Yeah, I really like that. I think so, you know, you guys are listening. It's, that's a great question to ask yourself. And I know from, from my experience that I have, had the most success when I've kind of utilized something along those lines. Right. And, you know, instead of maybe like if it was a powerlifting approach and it was like, okay, I'm not this, you know, you define whether or not this fitness routine is working based on, you know, what your one rep max is in a deadlift or a right. squat. And that am I seeing improvements? Yeah. And I mean, if, if you're getting paid to be a professional strongman or powerlifter or whatever, that's fine. But for, for most of us that, you know, look at fitness as a way to enhance the rest of our lives, that may not be the best way to determine whether or not this right. thing is working or, or enhancing your life. Sure. And, and on the flip side of it too, if you're not doing measurements of some sort and you're just going on how I feel, well, you probably lied to yourself your whole life. And before you realize <laughs> that, 
and you're like, why am I not getting these roles? Like, I could never look like that person. I could never lift that much weight or I could whatever. It's like, just because you told yourself you couldn't. Right. But it's like- Well, that's what you said earlier about like stopping that it. negative self-talk. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you have to like have these like intellectual, like scientific check-ins, whether it's like how much weight you're lifting, how fast you could do that workout three weeks ago versus now. Um, like what your blood work looks like now versus before you started this diet, like all of those things have to like factor in for you to make like an educated decision on the way that you're going and like how you're doing. We'll throw a couple other questions at you then. Cool. Um, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh God. I'll give you a few seconds to yeah, think. Okay. So you guys are listening, make sure you go to naturalsax.com. You'll be able to see the video version of this. Um, be able to click on any of the links to the books or the people that Lacey has mentioned. Um, whether it's Dr. Matthews or uh, some of the other books. Um, and uh, make sure you go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the show. If you hear anything helpful in this and you think about somebody in your life that you wish had heard this, share this episode with them uh, so that we can get this information to the people who need to hear it. Did I buy you enough time? That's good. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to like the best advice my dad ever gave me. And he sat me down at a very young age. My dad always had these like really intellectual conversations with me when I was a little kid. We were talking about like him trying to like discuss Stephen Hawking with me when I was like eight years old and uh, and like couldn't couldn't quite grasp what he was talking about with the universe creation. Um, but he sat me down at one point and, uh, and he was on the road a lot. And I, I was always annoyed because he was gone um, for work. And he was like, listen you can have um, a lot of time and maybe not enjoy your life. And depending on how you measure success, like not a lot of success. Um, and some people will, will look to like just get more time, more time, more time to relax. Um, or you might find um, that you are super successful and you don't have a lot of time, but you enjoy that more. Um, and so he was like, you have to figure out on the continuum where you are in that um, and, uh, and find the happy medium. Cause you could go like to either side of it. And that understanding of kind of like how the world works or how people work has been really interesting to me. Um, and kind of like guided me, I think on my path to figuring out what's right for me, because a lot of people look at my life and be like, you're too crazy. You should slow down or like whatever. Um, but uh, like understanding what makes me happy in that continuum and like where that happy place is. And then also trying not to like fall into the maniacal part where Tate says I'm a crazy person <laughs> and not happy. But that was like really good sound um, advice and just kind of knowledge that my dad dropped on me from a very young age. Like I think I was probably like six when we were going through that. And I That's always really think cool. about that. He used a ruler to like show it to me like yeah. this and that in. So every time I see a ruler, I kind of think about that. I like that. That's really, really cool. Um, and, you know, as you said, like when somebody else says, you know, maybe slow down or do, you know, stop with all these projects, they're looking at your life through their lens with their definition of, yeah. you know, where. And that's cool. You don't have to like want right. to work all the time and you right. might find like joy in other things. And that's awesome. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah. I like There's it. no right or wrong. Yeah. Don't judge people. Live and let live. Let them sure. do their path. You do yours. And but understand, you know, what, what brings you happiness? Yeah, I think we could like all take a, a lesson in that in the way that the state of the world is right now uh, in like letting other people do their thing. And that's okay if it's different. Like, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't hurt me for somebody across the world to be living a different religion or life or whatever. Right. Um, if that makes them happy, we can right. all just do our own thing. So, you know, we 
try to make every guest present as much actionable, implementable information as possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know you're a high performer. We know you're helping other high performers. What are like maybe two or three things that you have in your daily routine that whether you're on the road or at home, you have to do um, or you feel like you do that help you increase that output? Yeah. Well, I mean, earlier we kind of talked about like taking that time. Um, mm -hmm. So like uh, meditation or whatever you want to call it. it doesn't have to be, I think, like the word meditation kind of like freaks people out sometimes because they're like, oh, they're like envisioning like this like yogi sitting there. Like it doesn't have to be that. It's just like sitting in quietness mm -hmm. and allowing your mind to just go wherever and um, and let your like thoughts kind of process out and not be run by things. And I think like even when I'm in a like production situation where I'm getting four hours of sleep a night, the turnaround's really fast. I can get ready in seven minutes, but from like wake up to out the door if I have to, but I like to allow myself 40 because I want to take that 15 minutes of making my coffee. Like there's the point of boiling water, grinding beans. Something about that is very like cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. um, and once I do that, sometimes I don't even drink the coffee I make the coffee and forget about it. Um, but there's something about that, which is probably why it's good that I have a coffee company. Um, but there's something about like that process that really um, helps me like center myself and get there. And I will travel all over the world with a French press and I don't take a boiling device anymore because I've learned that most hotels like have that if you ask for a hot pot, mm -hmm. uh, you can probably get boiling water from somewhere. Um, but that's something that I do every single day. Um, and I think that that helps me stay connected to me and um, and if you don't do that, and if people don't take that time, then they get frazzled, and that frazzled state doesn't lead to anything good. Right. Tell us something we don't know about coffee. Ooh, something you don't know about coffee. I throw this fact out all the time, and people are like blown away. But it's the second largest traded commodity to oil. So when you talk about things out there that are like controlled things and the number one like drug in the world is is coffee um which is an interesting thing like there's there's it's a world that people i don't think know you know it's so common but you don't know how far it comes and how what those beans go through and like what regulations are involved in this little thing that somehow became controlled by the government um prices are controlled that way too like mm -hmm. importing and exporting a coffee is like decided by somebody else not really by the market right um and so um, that's something I think that like really blows people away. So you mentioned regulations. I always find it fascinating and you can probably speak to this better than I can. Um, but the regulations to import beans into the U.S. are nowhere near as strict in terms of quality as they are to get into Europe or, or other places. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like we have one of the most lackadaisical free markets, we should say. It's a free market. So um, we come from this philosophy of um, allowing things to happen, which is awesome in theory. Um, and that's also what's getting us in trouble with our foods and a lot of supplements that are out there in the world these days that are like made up chemicals. Uh, we don't have a lot of regulation on that, even though that's what's killing everybody because, and that gets me into a whole rant about the pharmaceutical industry and like how that's running everything and healthcare. And it just, it all, it's just like the, 
holistic approach to your body, mm -hmm. all of that affects everything. So mm -hmm. we're having these big decisions be made um, in the name of, or like in the guise of free commerce. But so really- I'll plug, I'll plug pirating and say pirate yeah, your life back, take control, life back. Know, know what's going on. You and... have to you have to regulate yourself because nobody's out there for you doing it. And, and cool, it's, we live in a country where we can like make anything up. Um, it's very easy, like once we started getting into um, uh, the food world, I was kind of shocked at how low regulation, like, like things aren't getting inspected and I could like put anything out there, um, which is kind of what made us start some of the stuff that we did and get into coffee and get into MCT oil and things like that, because we started to find out that there was nobody like after someone else is good in this, they were just like into making money. Like there's some certifications with like palm oil and stuff. We all know palms like depleting rainforest or whatever. And then there's some like sustainability certifications. When I really started looking into that, it was like you could just pay for that and it's like well this is bullshit <laughs> like mm -hmm. um so we want to go with something else and so um i think like pirating your life back our whole movement for ourselves and for our products and hopefully for the people that follow us is to do your own research and like understand what you're putting in your body and what you're supporting and what economy you're doing i like to tell people about the bicot app you mm -hmm. can scan um almost any barcode that's registered with gs1 and it'll tell you what companies own that and you can see what legislation they've supported and like yeah. what they're into. And it's like, oh, you'd be surprised at some things that are sold in the natural food world that are owned by Monsanto. Yeah, and that's it is. It's crazy. I, I love that app. I have it on my phone. And, and it's cool because you can plug in the the things that are important to you. Yeah, sure. You whether, pick which like whether you're like all about like um, if you can if you want to be vegan, you can set it to look for vegan stuff or to yeah. avoid GMOs or, or yeah, all organic all this stuff or people that like. I mean, you, all kinds of things. Like it's, it can go into like you, you um, who voted for who and like there. who supported which pack fund and who went into this rate, you know, just mm -hmm. like whatever. Um, so it is, it is important for us to educate ourselves in this world. And when you get into exporting to other countries, the laws, I mean, we go, we sell a lot of product in Australia and it's like the things that they, they do and don't allow in there. Mm -hmm. I'm shipping a giant container to New Zealand and it has the manifest has to be so dialed and then it has to go through this crazy like inspection before it even gets on the boat because their ecosystem is so fragile and special that if some of our like crazy genetically modified stuff or like a bug in a wooden pallet we can't ship a wooden pallet to Australia because if there's a beetle that gets in there it could like wipe out the whole country um so I think like there are countries that are have the interest of their people in mind or they don't allow certain supplements with certain types of things in them i think i can't remember which country it is but there's a couple of countries that don't allow stevia which i don't really understand but um you know it's just like these these um regulations are in place to protect people from themselves and from companies and we don't really have that here because it's super free uh so if you're not paying attention look out yeah so on a on a coffee and MCT oil standpoint, I mean, what should consumers look for? How can they yeah, kind so of protect themselves? Yeah, so coffee, and this is something that I didn't know until we got into this, but like you want to look for a single origin coffee is ideal. It doesn't have to be. But um, a lot of people are like only about organic coffee. And I would agree to that to a certain extent because coffee is something that's really absorbent. Mm -hmm. um, so also don't put your coffee in your refrigerator a lot of people do that it's absorbing freon when it's doing that so you're drinking freon don't do that oh my god please stop um it's going to be fine on your shelf uh just don't take a year to drink it um so 
So coffee is absorbent. So if you're using pesticides on it or something, then that's really bad. But um, also a lot of coffee farms are in places that don't really have an organic certification and it would be very expensive and weird to like go out there. They're in the rainforest and stuff, but the coconuts the same way, right? Exactly. So, and yeah, coconuts absorbing all kinds of things. I mean, any fruit is going to be like super absorbent. So that's why you would want the idea of organic was brought about so that um, you're not getting these pesticides in your stuff. That's going to be absorbed whether you wash it off or not. Um, but, um, and it's in the soil and it's like in the plant. But also, if you look for Rainforest Alliance certified, um, that that certification is a crazy one to get. If you're drinking coffee from South America, where it's grown in the rainforest, um, these farms have to go through this like you know years and years and years and years of soil testing and and stuff to prove that they're also not using pesticides, but they're not using an irrigation that would mess with the land. They're not like ripping up um, certain like habitats. They're not. Um, killing bugs in certain ways like there's all these things to protect the whole ecosystem of the rainforest and so rainforest alliance certification and fair trade are really important to look for with your coffee more so than just organic certification um i think because you're talking about sustainability and so um, our coffee is rainforest alliance certified we have a couple of organic coffees but it's not all organic um uh, but it could be if like that certification was done there but rainforest alliance is taking it to another level of making sure that things are grown in their natural way. I mean, if you go to like part of the coffee farm that's um, that doesn't have like the new like rows of planting, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like random coffee trees everywhere and you can't even like walk through it. It's so dense. Um, and that's just how they naturally grow. So right. it's like maintaining that for the environment, for the other things that are there, for the water system, uh, all of that is super important. And so you want to look for Rainforest Alliance certification. You can see the little stamp. It's got a little frog on it. Um, and with coconut oil, it's like you want to have a sustainably sourced coconut. You want to make sure there's not palm in it. MCT oil could also come from palm, and there's a lot of MCTs out there that are just palm. Palm is also in everything these days, like your toothpaste, your whatever. Like companies are using it as like. Uh, you see it get mixed in with a lot of natural almond butters and, and other. Yeah, butters I mean as it, well. it's helpful because it. Um, and they're doing. I just read this whole article about. Elmer's glue adding palm or MCT because it helps like product that's wasted that gets stuck to the side mm-hmm. of um, you know like whatever tube or whatever right. you, that's a lot of lost product. So if you add this oil that's going to separate on the outside and this fat that's going to like keep it from getting stuck there, then you can get all of the product out of the toothpaste thing or out right. of the Elmer's glue thing. Right. Um, and so that's also being used in food, um, which isn't a bad thing except for how palm is being harvested and also like. Um, there's other issues with like heavy metals and things like that that can be absorbed into oils and then you could be like taking a dose of heavy metal which you definitely don't want to do right Um, and and that's another thing that people don't realize is in our water like there's so many pharmaceuticals and like remnants of things in the tap water that you're drinking you have to be so careful Um, and then also you have to be careful with bottled water because now it's like in a plastic container and oh god did that sit in the sun and you know whatever we're poisoning ourselves all over the place so you really have to pay attention to what you're doing yeah Um, and we went deep on that uh on a previous episode if you guys go back and if you haven't listened to that one with dr anthony j go back and check that one out Uh, i believe it was episode 97 did you listen to it yeah all right yeah it always blows my mind like who listens to the show so uh, thank you guys for listening um Lacey, we want to know, uh, where would you send our listeners to get more of you? More of me? Well, there's a couple places. I have another podcast called The Grown-Ass Women's Coffee Club, which is a hilarious podcast for men and women. We we have more men listeners than women, but the women that do listen 
say it's just like being with their girlfriends and it is just us like ripping each other apart and ranting and like whatever. It's totally not science-based, but sometimes it is. Um, there's a lot of like gossip on there, but that's a fun podcast to listen to. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Lacey underscore Mackie, um, Lacey Mackie on Twitter. Also, um, pretty much like on the caveman stuff, anything that's like going on that um, social is going to be me or Tate posting, um, things like that. So I'm accessible. I take like emails from anyone. If you email the caveman site, you're going to get me. Um, I, I touch all of that. So anyone that has any questions or needs any like detail or just wants to chit chat about coffee or training or whatever, like hit me up. All right. I know you read a lot. So um, what's the best book that you've read in the last 12 months? Right now, I mean, I just read or finished reading Mindset, which I talked about on another podcast earlier this week that Logan gave me. Um, and that's something you should just like reread all the time about mindset and about your negative or positive talk and being having a growth mindset, which is also really important to being able to get out of your comfort zone, try new things and not limit yourself. Um, I gave that book to my mom recently and uh, I've noticed like huge shift in her. She just retired and like she's getting into things that she always wanted to do that she was maybe just didn't have time for or told herself she didn't have time for. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then I just started reading Sacred Commerce by blanking on his name, uh, the guy that started Gratitude Cafe. Um, definitely I'm not a vegan, um, but he I have a lot of respect for him as well because he decided not to be a vegan anymore. And he went hard in creating gratitude to create this like beautiful um, commerce situation that fit all of his ideas. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do, like to make money on a business and to like make something profitable and supply jobs and have products and like be consistent and still be sustainable and adhere to like these like really strict guidelines. Um, man, that's super impressive. And it's cool to see somebody doing it and seeing mm -hmm. other people do, do that in the world. Um, you know, Mark Sissons, like people that do stuff like that. Um, and the way that he approaches everything is like really beautiful. And that book, the you can just read chapter at a time. is just like inspiring and beautiful and um, exciting all at once. Um, and not your typical business book. All right. I have to check that one out. We'll put the uh, links to all these books on the show notes for you guys. Lacey, last question. Yeah. Your top three tips to live optimal. Top three tips to live optimal. Make sure you get your sleep. That's like my hardest one. Um, and try to have some consistency in some things. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and give yourself a lot of variety. Uh, if, if you can try to like balance all those things together, I think you'll, you'll live very, very optimal and enjoy your life. All right. Well said. Thank you guys for listening. Lacey, thanks for hanging Thank out with us. Thank you for having me. It's great. Yeah. So go to naturalstacks.com guys. You'll be able to see the video version of this. We'll have links to all the books, uh, Try the people, magnesium. you'll be hooked, uh, coffee, <laughs> MCT oil, everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Thanks for listening. What? All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that amazing chat with Lacey Mackey. Lacey, as you can tell, is a boss. She is just an amazing human being, got a lot going on. Um, she's successful in everything that she touches, and we're happy to have her on the show, and, and hopefully you got a lot out of this episode. Uh, to help you get even more out of your day, we are partnering with Caveman Coffee for this episode of the podcast to provide three lucky OPP listeners with a Fuel Your Day kit that will help you increase focus, increase motivation, increase memory, kick more ass, and just generally be an awesome person because you'll be drinking 
Caveman Coffee with Caveman MCT oil, stacking it with your Siltep. That's what you win. Siltep, Caveman Coffee, and Caveman MCT oil. All you have to do to enter is share this episode of the OPP. Easy enough, right? You guys can handle that. So anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks.